the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to worship here at Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. We're glad that you found your way to us, either through Facebook Live or through our front doors. For those of you all who are here in the sanctuary, we're glad you made it. If you are a visitor here at Selwyn, we're especially glad that you're here. Selwyn is an intergenerational community of faith. We seek to know one another and our neighbors in authentic and lasting ways in the name of Christ. We do have plans for an orientation class that will begin in the next couple weeks in the evenings by Zoom. If you're interested in that, please find my email on our website or contact our church office and we'll share more information about that. Tonight at 5 o'clock, our outdoor worship service will feature Randy Franklin and the Sardines, which is a rock band, so come see what's going to happen there. And also, next week is Mother's Day, and it's also Senior Recognition Day. So we'll be celebrating our uh, rising, our seniors who are graduating, and also um, all of those who have a mom or are a mom or have been a mom. So join us then. Uh, we continue to pray for you and for those you care about, especially this day we are keeping in our prayers member Marie Presley, who is at Pavilion Healthcare, um, getting a little bit of extra attention. And uh, member Eric Winkenwerder, who is still at CMC, and he continues to make slow improvements as he deals with pneumonia. Uh, please be in touch with our church office or one of the pastors if you have prayer concerns that we might be of assistance for. And now let us prepare our hearts to worship God. as you are able in body or spirit and join me in our call to worship this morning. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. We worship the God who inhibits our world and indwells our lives. We need not look up to find God. We need only to look around. Within ourselves, beyond ourselves, into the eyes of another. You search out my path in my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. We need not listen for a distant thunder to find God. We need only listen to the music of life, the words of children, the questions of the curious, the rhythm of a heartbeat. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. We worship the God who inhibits our world and who indwells our lives. 
of our lives is an act of faith in itself. We trust that God is interested in us and interested in our minds and our hearts and our souls. We trust in God's mercy and grace. So with faith and in trust, let us make our confession before God and one another. God of mercy, hear the prayers of your thirsting people. For every time we have attributed your miracles in our lives to our own hands alone. Forgive us, we pray. For every time we promise to trust you, but turn to our own way, when your response did not come soon enough or in the way we expected, grant us mercy, O God. For the many opportunities to extend forgiveness that we have refused, Show us what it means to love again, dear Lord. For each way we put out our own understanding above your wisdom, for each time we resist your command to be reconciled with those who believe differently from us, direct us in the way of peace, we pray. For our silent sins, our quiet acts of violence, and our indifference to the suffering around us. Forgive us, loving one and quench our thirst with your grace. Remake us into vessels of tenderness and compassion. For Christ's sake we pray, amen. Friends, hear these words of assurance from Romans 5. Therefore, since we have been made righteous through God's faithfulness, 
we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand through Christ, and we boast in the hope of God's glory. But God shows his love for us because while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Friends, believe in the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. You all may be seated. It's with great joy that we invite William Wooten Peebles and his parents, Ty and Meg Peebles, to the baptismal font this morning, along with his big sister, Maggie. Assisting in this baptism this morning is Elder Emily Battle. Baptism is a visible sign of God's invisible grace. It's here at this font where we are named, where we are called and we are marked by this grace in Christ Jesus. We can do nothing to earn this grace. It is by God's holy invitation that we share in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. In this baptism, you all are invited to remember your own baptisms. The day a congregation said yes, on your behalf. It is through baptism that we enter a covenant that God established, nurturing and renewing and sustaining us through all of our days. Meg and Ty, in your almost five years together, you have demonstrated God's endless grace and steadfast love, and it's full of surprises and joy. Your choice to bring Will here to this font in this church, in this communion of saints, even though you cannot see them all, is an act of faithfulness, and it is a commitment and a, a presentation of your gratitude to God. Your choice to say yes on behalf of Will is a sign of how you already rely on God to shape your family, even when he's wiggly and a little bit... There we go. <laughs> this choice for you all to say yes is not just for you, for Will, but it's also for your family and for this church here together. William and Maggie are expressions of God's trust in you. By the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of these baptismal waters, you are worthy. By the love of God through the church, you are never alone. And I know you can't see all the faces of the congregation, but they stand with you today to say yes as well. Maggie and Will are going to need their help, and maybe you all will too when they don't really want to listen to you all talk a little bit about what it means to be loved in Christ. So now I'll ask these three questions. Putting your whole trust in the grace and love of Jesus Christ, do you desire to have Will baptized? Will you be responsible for the nurturing of William in the faith and life of a Christian community? Will you, by your prayers and witness, help William grow into the full stature of Christ? Do you, the people of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, promise to share with William Wooten Peebles the good news of the gospel to help him to know of the peace and joy and cost of Christian discipleship? Do you promise your prayers and fellowship, caring and encouragement for this family, that their ties with the household of God may be strong and enduring? We do. Let us rise and say together what we believe, using the historic faith of the church expressed in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, and descended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You all may be seated. Let us continue in prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for the gift of baptism. Thank you for inviting us into the life of love and fulfillment with your son Christ. Especially, we thank you, O Lord, for your choice to mark this child will with the sign and seal of your spirit. Open his heart and inspire him each day so that he may seek you throughout his lifetime, always knowing that the covenant we celebrate today is unbreakable. And now we ask that you set these waters apart so that what is common is now inspired by your Holy Spirit, that these waters be redemptive and renewing. And as we wash this child in the love that is unmatched by all, we give thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we're going to get this done, buddy. Yeah. Will. William Wooten. Child of the Covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen. Welcome to the family. See how amazing God's love is, is that we should be called children of God. For this child, Christ was born. For this child, Christ was raised and Christ taught and preached and healed. For this child, Christ suffered on the cross and died. And it's also true that for this child, Christ rose again from the dead. He knows none of this. All he knows is that he is loved and cherished. <laughs> this is William Wooten Peebles. He has a family name. His name, William, comes from both sides of his family. The name Wooten is a fourth generation name. And with that, he has inherited a legacy of loving kindness, fun loving, fun lovingness, and also hard work. He's one years old, it's fun. He just learned to walk. He's very good at it. <laughs> and he's on his way. Meg and Ty uh, were married in this church. Well, not in this church, but they were married five years ago. His sister Maggie was baptized here at this font. And Maggie, as soon as Will hit the scene, everything changed, didn't it? Everything changed when Will showed up. He's loud, and he likes to wrestle, and he likes everything you do, doesn't he? He watches Maggie with admiration and love, and she's a pretty good advocate to him, and she's also most, most of the time sort of patient with him, too. And it's Maggie's job now to teach Will what it means to be a kid in the people's house. And what does this mean for all of us? It's on us to teach Will what it means to be a child of God. It's our job to pick him up when he falls. It's our job to help his parents when they've had enough. It's our job to nurture him 
all through the years when he gets his first tooth, when he loses a tooth, and then when he has braces where things get a little bit tricky. This is Will Wooten Peebles. He is a child of Ty and Meg Peebles. He is a child of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, and he's a child of God. William Wooten Peebles is now identified as a child of God in Christ Church. Through baptism, God has put a seal upon Will to share with us all the benefits of Christ's sacrifice. Let us be supportive of Ty and Meg as they nurture Will and assist them to be a faithful disciple. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome Will into Christ's church. We are one in Christ. We promise to love, encourage, and support you. Share the good news of God's love with you. And celebrate with you God's unfolding blessings. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord's countenance fall upon you and grant you peace. Now and forevermore. Amen. pandemic, we're going to be baptizing a lot of toddlers around here. And don't we hope that uh, Will will bring his energy and enthusiasm to this church his whole life long. This week, we're continuing on our series, Letters to a New Church. And this week, we will look at Paul's letter to the Romans. And here are a few things that have been said about the letter to the Romans. You cannot preach from one passage in Romans and do it justice. It should be a series in itself. Romans is theological dynamite. This letter, with the letter to the Galatians, is what started the Protestant Reformation with Martin Luther. And lastly, picking a few lines from Romans and trying to understand the whole letter is like trying to get the feel of a Beethoven symphony by humming a few bars. So this morning, we're gonna hum a few bars together and we shall trust that the Holy Spirit will allow us to hear a symphony. Let us pray. Gracious God, 
Your holy scripture is as true and real to us this day as it was when Paul wrote it. Quiet any voice within us but yours. Speak to us of your truths and your ways. Open our hearts and mind to hear the good news of the gospel, the good news of your love for us, all of us. Amen. I'll be reading a passage from Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. Listen for the word of the Lord. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Jesus Christ who died. Yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm watching a show on Netflix that I cannot recommend to you. My husband and I started watching it a few weeks ago, and I could tell a few episodes in that he didn't really like it. In the first season, it frequently switches between storylines and you have to pay close attention and it's violent and gory and full of corruption. Well, last week, my husband said he was not going to keep watching it with me. And I asked him why. And he said, name one good thing that has happened in that show. And I couldn't but I am still watching it. The show is Queen of the South. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a show about several rival drug cartels and their efforts to control the distribution of cocaine and its expansion into the United States. Every character is corrupt in some way. Some more than others. But no one is innocent or free from guilt or betrayal. Family members, cartel leaders, traffickers, victims, the government, local police, and the DEA. It is an extreme picture of just how, fall, how far humans fall from who we were created to be. And so Paul writes 
a letter to the Romans. And the church in Rome was one that he was planning to visit soon. It's not one that he had established, but he wanted their support. And he knew of their struggles, and before he arrived, he wanted to offer some insight. See, this church in Rome was made up of Jewish Christians who knew the Old Testament and lived by its laws and traditions and their old understandings and practices of God, even as followers of Jesus. But this church in Rome was also made up of Gentile Christians. And Gentile Christians were never Jewish. They were new Christians, and they didn't know of the Old Testament laws and ways and understandings. and They didn't have the church traditions or food taboos or spiritual baggage to bring to the new church. And the Jewish Christians were quite critical and judgmental of the Gentile Christians. They were opposed to their new ideas and ways. And this combination of church folks together created quite an uneasy coexistence. It would be a little bit like a cattle rancher and a vegan farmer preparing a meal together week in and week out. Each thinks their way is best and right. They come from different perspectives. They have different understandings about who they are and about what's good for the community. And they found the other offensive and often considered the other to be wrong, maybe even guilty of not being real Christians. We might know a little something about that today. This past year of separation amid a pandemic has made us all a bit more divisive and critical and judgmental of others than I can ever remember before. We quickly judge others, be, there, be they the cattle rancher or the vegan farmer. Whoever you find to be guilty or wrong, we all have someone that offends us. This happens in and out of the church. And there are all sorts of Christian churches that think other churches aren't real followers of Jesus. There are more than 45,000 Christian denominations globally, many of whom think their version of Christianity is the only true form. For the record, Selwyn Prez in the PCUSA is not one of those. But if we are honest with ourselves, we all judge other churches and Christians and people. And we wonder how Christian folks do some of the things they do in the name of Jesus. Paul was a Jewish Christian himself, and he wanted the church to understand how we all fit. And in doing so, he wrote the theological dynamite. In this letter, Paul points out that we all fall short. None of us is better than the other. Everybody is guilty of sin. No one is free from it, even the rule-following church folks. This was surprising news to some. 
he goes on to share that we cannot earn God's love and favor by following rules, by doing good deeds, hard work, or giving money. This was also surprising news to them, and maybe to some of you as well. Paul continues to share that God's love, mercy, favor, goodness, and righteousness is passed on to us in spite of our sin and shortcomings. It is not transactional. That's grace. You can't earn it. It's God's gift. Paul lays out for the church in Rome and helps us to see that we are loved. And because of that, we are forgiven, justified, rectified, made new, set right, freed from sin and death in the person, work, and faithfulness of Jesus Christ alone. It's not anything that we do. It's what God does through Christ. We are sinners in need of a Savior, and we have one. God does for us that which we cannot do for ourselves. God's love is unconditional, and God is for us, not against us, never was, never will be. God is for us. And I've been reading that line in Romans for as long as I can remember. And I've always been so comforted that God was for us. The emphasis on the for. But in light of the whole letter in Romans, the emphasis is also important on the us. God is for us. Not me, not you, not them, but us. Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians, the cattle rancher and the vegan farmer, expand to your heart's content. God is for us, all of us. There is not one person or group of people that is not loved by God. Not one. Even the ones we don't like, that we don't agree with, the ones we think God should love, even the worst of the worst is loved by God. And you don't even have to love God for God to love you. That is theological dynamite. God is for us. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. It is not the good news of the gospel if it is not good news for everybody. There is one good thing I have found in my show, Queen of the South. It's love. It's there. Amid gobs of betrayal and mistrust and violence and corruption, you see it emerge between parent and child, between couples, between friends. Love permeates this corruption and manages 
to win. Paul's letter, written to us this day, might sound a little bit more like this. To all God's beloved in Rome and on Selwyn Avenue, grace and peace to you. I, Paul, thank God for you because your faithfulness is proclaimed throughout the world. I am eager to be with you to proclaim the good news. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is an extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts and hopes in him, including the Jews and the Gentiles and everyone else. I want you to know that God is kind, but not soft. God sees the wrong in the world. It breaks God's heart. But don't think that by pointing a finger at others' wrongdoing, that it would distract God from seeing your own misdoings. None of us is getting by with anything. And you should know that following the rules of religion doesn't mean that you can be smug. Your insider church knowledge, your volunteer work, or frequent attendance doesn't give you a break. We are all in the same sinking boat. Basically, all of us, whether insiders or outsiders, start out in the same spot. No doubt about it. But friends, listen. God has set things right. The God setting things right that we read about in the Old Testament is now Jesus setting things right for us. And not only for us, but for everyone who strives and struggles to believe. Here's what I've learned. God does not respond to what we do. We respond to what God does. And Jesus Christ arrived right on time to make that happen. If you think back to Adam, just as one person did it wrong and got us into all that trouble with sin and death, another person, Jesus, did it right and got us out of all this trouble. But more than got us out of trouble, he got us into meaningful life. A life where we are free to live as forgiven and beloved children of God. Are there still hard times and suffering? Yes, we are still humans in a broken world. But there is no comparison between the present times and the coming good times. Everything in creation is groaning and awaiting the glory to come. It's true. But the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside us, helping us along. Know this, God didn't hesitate to put it all on the line for us, and God did so without a second thought. God is on our side, all of our sides. God loves us all, and there's not one single thing you can do to make God love you any more, and there's not one thing you can do to make God love you any less. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Friends, this is true. But it doesn't end there. God is calling his people. That's us. All of us. Even those we disagree with. You see, there's work to be done. And I'm asking you to take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your working and walking around, 
and place it before God as an offering. Embrace what God does for you. This is the best thing you can do for God. Fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Listen, look, and recognize what God calls you to do and quickly respond to it. I speak from experience and deep gratitude for all that God has done for me and given to me. God brings out the best in you, unlike the culture around you which tends to drag you down. It's simple, really. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Be a good friend. Help others in their need. Practice playing second fiddle. Pray. Bless your enemies. Make friends with nobodies. Discover beauty in everyone. Don't let evil get the best of you. Be a good citizen. Let God do the judging. And welcome with open arms any fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. I could keep going, but you get the gist of my terms. God is for us, all of us. So respond to the call and go in peace, my friends, to love and serve God. Amen. Let us turn to God in prayer. God of power and might, of gentleness and grace, we are in awe of the world that you sustain and recreate in Christ. The sunlight that beckons us every morning to a new day, the promise of your steadfast love and mercy that is made new each moment, we are thankful for the small ways in which we are able to gather with one another again in this space and in our community. Signs of new life among us, we give you thanks, God. God, we strive to know you as intimately as you know each and every one of us. We are thankful for your love that embraces all of us for who we are. In our fullness, in our brokenness, we are your children. Even those things we try to keep hidden, even from ourselves, you, God, lean closer to hear our hearts. There is not one thing, no thing, that can separate us from your love. Not death, life, angels, rulers, things present, things to come, no powers, height, or depth. No thing in all creation. God, you are for us. Your love fills the places and spaces where groans and cries of pain and suffering fill rooms and homes, buildings, nations, lands, hearts, and minds. God, we lift to you natural disasters and resources exploited for gain, the lost and the brokenhearted, the bereaved and the sick, the suffering and the oppressed. God, care for our restless and hurting world. We pray for your mercy. Yet we hope. We hold our heads up high in hope of your glory. We hope in a world that strives for healing over hate, for justice over judgment, and peace over persecution. 
May your grace give us new hope in the face of complete and utter suffering. May we walk a little closer to one another. May we look more deeply in the tune of love. Looking to your Son, Jesus Christ, the perfecter of all things, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, God is certainly for us providing each of us with gifts and talents that lend up to God's reconciling work in the world. And there are countless ways to participate and take part, and we encourage this in one another. Maybe this season it is through spiritual discernment and creation, through prayer, the opportunity to provide an item for one of our neighbors who is moving from homelessness into a home, or groceries for our Montclair families. You can also serve on Sunday mornings by supporting our tech team or being an usher in worship. Or maybe you are interested in knowing more about the life and place of Selwyn. During our anthem, we invite you to contemplate where God is calling you in this season. The text to give number is 704-734-9818. With hearts of gratitude, let us go to God with our offerings.
Let us dedicate our gifts to God using the litany of dedication that's printed in the bulletin. Blessed Lord, our God, for the love which you have shown us through Christ our Lord, he who loves us over hardship, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, and the sword. In the silence of solitude, pour out the riches of your blessing, that we may be more faithful and joyful to serve you. We glorify you for listening to the silence of our hearts. Your power heals us and leads us to act in the name of Jesus, your Son. Send us into the world with good news, breaking down walls which separate us. May we witness to Christ, being ever more united by one faith and one baptism. May our gifts of time, treasure, and talent glorify your name as we seek to exhibit God's reign to the world. Amen. God is for us. Share it through your lives. Go share the light to the world. And go from this place knowing that you go with the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the ever-present strength and companionship of the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>